and the only podcast that broadcasts 438 miles between each other. You're listening to the fifth quarter podcast. I can't get that intro right. Glad to have you with us. And I'm George Koff, as always, and filling in for Desmond McLaughlin this week in Lubbock, rather now he's in College Station, is my good friend Hunter Prabhu. Hunter, thank you for joining the show and hosting this week. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Glad to be back. Um, as you may know, Hunter did host or pick some games with us for our Bull Bonanza episode and earlier in the regular season last year. So it's good to have him back with us as he fills in for Desmond. Don't worry, Desmond will be back next week as we bring in a true, truly special guest to pick with us. More on that at the end of the episode. This is Season 2, Episode 4, which brings up the total episode number to number 24. This is we're going to recap week three and we're going to look ahead to week four action. Hunter, I almost called you Desmond. <laughs> Hunter, you, <laughs> Hunter, you ready to get into this? Let's do it. Ready. All right, let's, let's, let's get it. So uh, this past week, even though it is Friday afternoon and a new sl- slate of games is about to start, let's talk about last week. A&M went down in the rankings to number 17 instead of staying at 16, and they faced the FCS opponent from Beaumont, Texas, the Lamar Cardinals. And uh, they covered that 43-point spread like it was a uh, bed sheet on a bed. Nice and easy, (laughs) completely covered, and then some. Uh, But seriously, A&M needs to get better in the red zone uh, because the 43-point spread was the only thing that they did good by covering uh, you can't win SEC games by relying on field goals. Isaiah Spiller looked good. Um, Jashawn Corbin, of course, is out for the week, for the year, and Spiller came in, had 116 yards on the on the ground. Cabody also looked good. Uh, I know that receiving that running back core, rather not receiving core, running back core, right. is pretty deep, and uh, he he just he looked good. I think that's the best thing is both of them did. Uh, what did you see, Hunter? I was impressed with, I'm not going to lie, I was really impressed with Anaya Smith. He balled out that game. And he did. If we, and, keep, uh, if we keep having that from him, um, we have another receiver in that core out of Buckley, Courtney Davis, Kendrick Rogers, and Jamon Osmond. And I think the, the, the young, the young um, factor there, too, because those guys you mentioned are all going to be, are all the same class, which means they're all going to probably either go to the NFL draft or go. Uh, graduate once they do that, yep. they're not going to be left with much. So Anaya Smith provides that um, that young core. I think honestly, it was the change in number. We saw him against Clemson. He had I think number twenty three or something. He didn't, and he came back out and he had number seventeen on. And somebody was asking why does he have a change in number. Long story short, that was the best thing that happened for him because he had a great night last night or last yes. week. And. Hopefully, he has a good performance these next few SEC games. That'd um, be nice. One thing I did want to mention was the Aggie defense on a forced three and outs. Yes. On nine um, of the 11 Lamar possessions. That's the field goal and the fumble on the other two. Yes. That's pretty impressive. I mean, I, I can't, I'm not going to lie. That's pretty impressive. They were all, they were very close to perfect, if not extremely perfect. I don't know. Uh, it, they they were on lockdown that game. 
Agreed, and and I think that bodes well for this weekend as uh, the number eight Auburn Tigers. They shouldn't be ranked that high. Let's be honest. Um, come into town. I yes. think it's the first real test at home. The Absolutely. Aggies are riding. The Aggies are riding a seven, eight game. Hold on, five, a seven game win streak at home. Had to do the math there. Um, dating back to last season all the way back to the Louisiana Monroe game. Uh, if you remember, the only game the Aggies lost at home last year was to Clemson. Um, so that says a lot from the Jimbo Fisher era. Already only one loss at home. The 12th man, I think, will be out in for- full, full force tomorrow. Um, they're going to be upset that we dropped a spot in the rankings. <laughs> yes. though we won by 59. Yep. Um I really like this matchup. I think the run defenses bode well for each other. I yeah, also I believe that the uh, the quarterbacks have been criticized, both Kellen Mon and Bo Nix. Bo Nix looked good against Oregon, but then he's kind of leveled out a little bit in the last few weeks. This game is going to come down to the fourth quarter. It's going to come down to a fourth quarter goal line stop and stand by the Aggie defense. Uh, they're going to the teams are going to allow us to. Uh, See what it's like to dehydrate in uh, on a 2:30 kick, and I've got the Aggies winning this one by a touchdown. I got the Aggies winning this one by a touchdown, 28 to 21. Uh, I have a really close game. I think it's going to be a good matchup. Um, these teams are still developing. It's I think it's fair to say, and I'm winning this one, 28-23. Uh, okay, so very similar to mine. 28 points is probably pretty good for for A&M offensive score, and I think I would I think you would agree. I think it's the first one to four touchdowns is going to win this football game. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Yeah. So we shift ahead, and usually this would be the point where we'd say, Desmond, what's going on in Lubbock? But <laughs> for both, since Hunter and I are both in t- College Station, we're going to talk about the Texas Tech catastrophe that was. Oh, Red Raider football last week. Just uh, what they happened? Looked, they looked good until Bowman went down. Sounds like a yep. sounds like a, a repeat of last year. If you couldn't have a better repeat, the uh, Bowman got hurt. He's out for several weeks, according to ESPN and uh, sources close to the program. And of course, Coach Wells, the new head coach, is left in the situation that Kingsbury was last year. Yeah, with Duffy going to have to be the starter. Hunter, what's your thoughts? You lose by 14 on the road, and now you got to have to kind of regroup and start over. It's shocking, too, because I think I would definitely, like, definitely before this game, I had the Red Raiders beating the Wildcats because I don't have faith in the Wildcats ever since um, uh, last season, to be honest. Um, so <laughs> seeing this was a little shocking. I, I agree. Um, I also want to mention Khalil Tate finally looked like the Heisman contending quarterback, all in quotes, I guess so. that we've seen before. He looked dominant. He looked confident in the pocket. He was he great scrambling. He had a good rushing touchdown. And he concerned me from the Texas Tech defense that we saw in the weeks before. And it brings up an a, interesting point. Bye week's coming, or is this week not coming, is this week. You have Oklahoma looming with Jalen Hurts, that offense that is potent, powerful, like number one or number two in the nation for passing, rushing, total offense, you name it. I think it's going to 
be interesting to see how Duffy starts in that game in comparison to what happens um, to what happens against Oklahoma as if it were Bowman versus Hertz versus Duffy versus uh, versus uh, Hertz. Again, that game is not this week, but the following week. Right. As the Texas Tech Red Breeders take on a bye week. All right, that's enough Texas Tech. That's enough Texas Tech uh, a talk for now. We're going to move on to the top 25 so we can right. keep, this, keep this train moving. Um, a lot of this was, I guess, kind of the first week of survival for a lot of ranked opponents. Um, and many were tested and escaped with wins. Washington State held on against Houston. Bama had his first test, beat South Carolina. Florida lost its starting QB in Felipe Franks, but was still able to make a 19-point comeback and beat Kentucky. Penn State retained bragging rights over Pitt in the final meeting of that rivalry. Don't worry, Penn State fans. We know what it feels like. In Pitt, we know what it feels like, okay? We, we've been there. We've been there on that side of the rivalry. Uh, Iowa uh, went into Iowa State and had to truly wait out the weather for their win. Two weather delays made it a instead of a mid-afternoon kick into a primetime showdown. And Washington and Virginia were able to survive with theirs. Now, of those teams that did survive, which was the one that surprised you the most, Hunter? Out of I'm sorry, can you say that it say that uh, one more time? Out of the teams that did survive that were ranked which team do you think was the biggest surprise that had a chance to uh, lose? Um, let's see. I'm not entirely sure, to be honest with you. Um, I wouldn't know. What, do you, what were you thinking? Well, I was going to say... Um, I was going to say that I think Iowa was the biggest one, strictly because the uh, kind of you had College Game Day in Ames, where Iowa State is, and you had them kind of the the against all odds, if you will. Um, I'd also say Penn State to a certain degree; they didn't look dominant at all, um, and Virginia needed a last second uh, last second game to come back against Florida State. So I can't I can't really pick a specific team but it could be uh i feel like there's a lot there that you could unravel right now now granted there were a few teams that did not get to get that were ranked and did not uh survive you had michigan state uh who got burned by themselves the refs and no pun intended the arizona state sun devils (laughs) 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 okay um and then you had maryland who lost its fifth straight game after being ranked uh they lost to temple on the road i was gonna say i'm not scoring yeah after not scoring on two fourth and goal um i feel like it kind of brings up a situation a few weeks ago with texas and uh lsu i mean yeah I don't know how many more of these games we're going to see, but you've got to score when you're in the red zone. I mean, I don't you know do. what, what it is. I don't really don't know what it is this season. You've got to score in the red zone. You do. A&M, I hope you're listening. <laughs> I'm a little bit surprised with Iowa State and Maryland this season. There were a lot of high hopes for Iowa State, and two games in a row, they just didn't. They they had a close one with uh, UNI, which 
I, who, why would, how do you get, how do you have a 29-26 victory to UNI if you're, if you have that high of expectations and along let with alone, Iowa, let alone a three overtime going to three overtimes in that game, it's, so, it doesn't make any sense. So, are you telling me that you're not you're not buying into Iowa State even contending in the Big Twelve now because they've had close non-conference wins or I mean, losses and wins? I had high hopes for them um, before the season after what I've been hearing, but I'm looking at these two games and they got to step it up, otherwise they're. A Big 12 title is going to be a long shot for them. I think it already and, is a long shot with Texas and Oklahoma going to be the the kind of the power weights, the uh, heavyweights. And, but and I'll think of their schedule ahead. You got Baylor at Baylor. You got TCU, who's a top 25 ranked team, and you have West Virginia and and Texas Tech, which are all and even still Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. The list just goes on after agreed. the ULM. It's it's going to be a tough road for them. Agree. Keep playing like this. If uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. But again, a few more points of note, notice. You mentioned it. TCU is uh, in the top 25 now, and they play SMU. And unbelievably, that is an undefeated, a matchup of undefeated teams, as SMU is right. so strong, and TCU has too. Cal moved to 3-0 for the third straight year. Colorado lost over in overtime. Yeah. Uh, uh, but let's talk about the one that's like, it look, it's looking like something that's highlighted and in bold and in, high, in all caps. How do you lose? George, okay, so Georgia Tech lost, right? They lost right. to the Citadel, okay? <laughs> Normally, I would say it's not a bad loss because the Citadel usually is pretty good. I mean, they gave Alabama a run for their money a few years ago. But here's the, the karma. The Citadel runs a triple option offense. Georgia Tech just got rid of the triple option. Yeah. You see, you, 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 do you see me I there? see where you're getting. I see where you're getting. Uh, I just, I kind of laugh. The fact that it was in overtime and you just have to, you have to say, well, that's what you get for scheduling, scheduling, giving, getting a taste of your own medicine. Uh, so sorry, Yellow Jackets fans. I know, I know uh, a few, but also that was your first FCS, a uh, loss to an FCS opponent since 1983. Wow. Not good. That Georgia is not Te- Georgia Tech is not doing so hot so far. No. Um, Arizona State, Cal, and TCU, welcome to the top twenty-five. Yes. Uh, Michigan State, Maryland, and USC won't be seeing you anytime soon. Uh, at least we hope. Uh, and mark my words here: Kansas State, BYU, Oklahoma State, and Army—all four really good teams. You could argue that they should be in the top twenty-five. One of those teams will be in the top twenty-five next week. I'm liking Army. I'm not going to lie. I really like Army. They gave Michigan a run for their money. And I they think, did. I, th- I said that too many that phrase too many times this week. But again, just surviving and giving and putting up a fight is better than getting whomped by 48 points and having to just go back home and sit on your, on your hands and just go, oh, we lost our opportunity to do well. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's that's about it for the top twenty-five there. And uh, speaking of top twenty-five, we've got some we've got three big ranked on ranked matchups this week. Our first top ten matchup of the year as Notre Dame and Georgia square off in Athens tomorrow night on CBS. Great game. Great yes, game. That's the because of it being the, the first top ten matchup. That's also where College Game Day is. We'll get to predictions for that for these games in just a, a few minutes, but. 
that game, something about it. Do you think Notre Dame is overhyped, or do you think that they truly stand a chance in this game? You know, I think they stand a chance. We saw them last season, and they ended up making it to the um, to the college football playoff. Um, unfortunately, it didn't, didn't go their way. I definitely wouldn't say them as overhyped this season. Uh, I would actually say them as a little bit underrated, just because they're seventh. They're an undefeated team. They're in Athens. They could they could give Georgia a run for their money. I, I know you say that quote a lot, but I'll <laughs> say this this one. Um, but I do like this Notre Dame team. Um, I. I think Georgia's going to win, but I wouldn't be surprised if Notre Dame won. Okay, okay. We also have Auburn, Texas A&M, 8 versus 17. And then we also have the biggest Big Ten game so far, Michigan and Wisconsin. That's an 11 versus 13 matchup. Uh, Of course, you have SMU-TCU, which we'll get into in Colorado and Arizona State. We'll get into those games in just a moment. Let's take a break, though, from the college football scene. Now let's focus to the NFL business and the professional side of football uh the nfl started back up we're headed into week number three of the season three yes yes yes. um i know you're a big broncos fan hunter yeah let's not talk about that um uh, (laughs) it was not a great loss a great win to uh, a great loss to the bears who's who have struggled with field goal kicking as of late that game was ours and we slipped away I don't know how. Um, but Mahomes and the Chiefs. They play and Baltimore. Lamar Jackson. Week. That's a great game. Could this um, be a front runner for the game of the year? And we're only in week three of the NFL. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I think one, you have a Chiefs defense that's not that's below average, I'll say that. Um, and you have two of the best offenses, I believe, in the NFL as of right now. I think I'll put them ahead of the Patriots in offense as right now, even though the Patriots whop the Dolphins, but that's the Dolphins. I'm not going to give them credit until they play an actual team. Um, but we'll Lamar get to the Dolphins Jackson, in just a second. Yeah, we'll get to them. Um, but gosh, Lamar Jackson has definitely improved that throwing, that um, passing game of his. And obviously Mahomes is Mahomes. You can't, you can't go wrong with that. Um, so yes, I do believe that this could have a possibility of being game of the year. Give me a, a quick pick. I know you're, you, I know you can't really pick the Chiefs because they're in your division and your AFC division. But yeah, the Ravens are have kind of been decent. They they had they had to stave off a comeback to Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. So who you got quickly though? Who you got? I'm gonna take the Chiefs. Just because, okay. um, okay, I okay, Mahomes. yeah, I, I hate I mean, to say it. You can't, you can't go wrong with Pat Mahomes. Yeah, I, I hate to say it, but I, I, I have to choose the Chiefs on this one. All right, and then, um, so we we're just, I said we'll get to the Dolphins in just a second. We have gotten to the Dolphins, so is it bad to say that the Dolphins are having a flea market sale on players? Because at this point, they're just trying to get rid of, like, Minka Fitzpatrick wants out. Okay, they go approach Pittsburgh. We'll give you a first rounder for Minka. All right, sold. Wait, what? Yeah. That's it? That's it? And I, and uh, Jalen Ramsey wants out of Jacksonville? What is yep. the state? What is the state of Florida football? Are, should we be worried? Should we be worried? Or should we? I mean, because Gardner Minshew looked good last night, but... Should we be worried? Ugh. I, ugh. 
it's it's surprising for Miami too, just because you're in one of the you're in a really popular city. You're in South Beach. Who doesn't want to live in South Beach? And the fact that you have people wanting to request out of the Dolphins organization, that's a major problem. And you can tell something's not right in that front office. Exactly. I, I, I agree. And uh, they take on the Cowboys this week and are a 23-point underdog, if that doesn't say much. If that says much. Um, uh, Daniel Jones gets his first start this this uh, yep. week. Yep. Even though, and even with that, Tampa Bay is a six-point favorite. Uh, do you think the Giants have a lot to prove at this point, or do you think they are starting Daniel Jones because they realize they've kind of hit they've hit rock bottom and Eli is no longer the answer? I think, as of right now, it's a little bit of experimenting, if that makes sense. I expected. I mean, I I expected Eli to not make it through four weeks with the Giants, and look at that, he didn't couldn't even make it through three. Um, but I think this is a time, I think this is a good time to see where Daniel Jones, uh, matches up against these, um, pro teams. Um, and you, and who knows if you know, there's, you don't have a chance with Eli, um, why keep going with the same guy? So, exactly. um, so I think, I think, um, it was a smart move to put in, to have Daniel Jones start this week. Do they win this week? Who are they playing? Tampa Bay. Playing, uh, Tampa Bay. Um, is it in Tampa Bay? I believe so. I would assume so. Thing is, I'm not trusting Jameis Winston this season. Like you said, the what's going on in Florida right now, I, it's chaos. Um, so, and I'd always trust Saquon Barkley, uh, to, no matter what, no matter how bad the offensive line is. So, I don't know. It's I think the Giants have a possible chance at this one all right uh, yeah and and to confirm your your answer or your question to the to the whether if it's home or away that game is in Tampa Bay okay um, at 305 on Fox on Sunday well uh, we know the Patriots gonna come out of the AFC because they're just the Patriots they're gonna win Again, unless Tom Brady retires, the patrons aren't going anywhere. Who comes out the – who? as much as I hate to say this, I think the Cowboys are going to come out of the NFC. Anyone else that you think could contend, contend for that NFC championship title? Um, I guess as long as – I mean, I, I don't have faith in the Eagles just because of um, the durability of Carson Wentz, but – I'd say if he stays healthy in the, the entire season, I wouldn't be surprised if they're contenders. I know they are in the same division as the Cowboys, so either I think it's going to be one of those two win the division and one of them is the wild card for sure. I mean, I have the Cowboys winning the division with the Eagles being a wild card. Um, okay. As of anyone else, uh, the Seahawks could do something. I think okay. um, they have a good shot. Russell Wilson's doing well. Tyler Lockett's doing well. Um, their defense is improving after um, – I mean, it went on to decline ever since they lost Richard Sherman and the and the main boys um, after their Super Bowl victory against my Denver Broncos. Um, but now they're on the come up again. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Seahawks could make a run. Okay, I, I definitely think it will be either Dallas or Seattle, and it's curious, it's interesting to see because at this point, I've ruled out New Orleans because of Drew Brees' injury, and we don't, yeah, we don't know I, we don't know his status after that if he's still going to be the quarterback that he was. Because I don't know if I trust the Rams this season e- uh, either. 
they're too inconsistent. Let's be yeah, honest. I don't I don't trust them. I think well, last a, year was their shot and they blew it. Agreed. Uh, I think that's enough NFL talk for us yes. now. Yes. Uh, we'll get back to that later in the season. I know Desmond will have some talk on that, but I can tell you one thing. He's going to be all on the Patriots because he is a Patriots fan, and I believe he will be a Patriots fan until Tom Brady leaves the Patriots. So uh, more on that in a few weeks. Well, Hunter, it's gotten to the point where we are picking those games that we had mentioned about five minutes ago, Yes. those top games of the week. I'd like to inform the viewers that Desmond once again got his upset pick wrong. Uh, He picked Houston, and they lost to Washington State. So he is 1-2 and on the year. Real quick, did you see that Houston-Tulane game yesterday? I watched that. That was insane. Oh, that was a great game. That was awesome. Shout out to the Tulane Green Wave because uh, you deserve it. Beautiful fake, uh, fake knee. Oh, that was so oh, pretty. Man. Oh, beautiful. Uh, as I was getting to, uh, unfortunately, I took my first loss on the upset. Uh, upset. I did not correct. Hawaii, pick. no. <laughs> um, unfortunately, the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors <laughs> got spanked by Washington. Oh. And spanked is the proper action verb here. Cause, yeah, it was not good. So we're going to try again this week. We're going to try and see if we can get some mojo back. As I am 2-1, and one, Desmond is 1-2. and two, And Hunter, you're going to be added into that list here shortly. All right. So here we go. Let's get into these eight games that we have. Okay. Eight games that we have. I had to count to make sure we're picking eight games. The first one is that Big Ten matchup. 11th-ranked Michigan Wolverines travel to Madison, Wisconsin to take on the 13th-ranked Badgers. Uh, I think this is a legitimately a very good uh, game from the Big Ten. Uh, trying to figure out who – the last few weeks have been trying to figure out who's the better team. I think they're very evenly matched. I do give Wisconsin the upper hand in the offensive production, strictly because Michigan's kind of been wishy-washy against Army, didn't look so great against Middle Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, J- uh, Jonathan Taylor is going to be the difference. I've got yep. the Badgers winning this one. I say, I say a lot. I'd say more comfortably rather than a lot. I've got the Wisconsin Badgers forty-two, Michigan Wolverines twenty-eight. Hunter, what about you? Um, I think um, you know, the Michigan did look shaky. Um, both both of their games, but I think um, this is a this is obviously a real test for them. But I think they are going to pass this test and beat Wisconsin no matter – I mean, I give a lot of props to Wisconsin. They're a very good football team. Um, but I'm going to have faith in Jim Harbaugh and his and his team. So I will have it um, 35 to 22. Okay. Uh, and that game is the first actual big noon kickoff for Fox. It's at 11 a.m. Central, noon Eastern on Fox. It's a legitimately big game, and it's at noon in the Big Ten, okay, you can't go wrong there. Wisconsin is a three-and-a-half-point favorite for you betters out there, so keep that in the mind. Next up, the 22, 22nd-ranked Washington Huskies, after their big win against Hawaii, travel to Provo, Utah, to take on the BYU Cougars. We've seen this BYU Cougar team inspired after their, lose, their opening loss to Utah, who at this point might be a very good team, and that loss is not going to look too bad on their uh, on their resume. 
But man, the Huskies, and I'm going to put another pun in there. The Huskies made my upset pick last week look like dog chow. Okay? <laughs> they just, like, I want to pick against them, and BYU's looking like a pretty good team. But man, if I, I think I've already upset the gods of Seattle too much <laughs> at this point. So uh, the Cougars are looking for their third straight win. Uh, and again, at home. But the Huskies are going to be too much for those BYU Cougars who they played last year and defeated. I've got the Washington Huskies 38-35 at a 2 p.m. 2.30 p.m. kickoff on ABC. Hunter, what about you? I'm going to have the same score as you, but I'm going to have the BYU Cougars winning this one against the Washington Huskies. Okay. Uh, I, I, I think BYU sometimes has some magic at home, even though they lost to Utah um, um, in their first game. Um, but I like the BYU Cougars in this one, so I'll give them a 38-35 victory. Is this your upset? This will be my upset. Okay. At least at least maybe if I don't have another. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. And Washington is a basically touchdown favorite, so that would definitely be covering for BYU. Yes. So, so we move on to the next one. So, Hunter, are you familiar with some of these Texas college rivalry names? I'm not familiar. I don't know if SMU or TC and TCU have a bitter rivalry. Well, so 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 let's let's uh let's do some his, historical background here for a second. A and M and Texas used to play in what they called the Lone Star Showdown. Two flagship Texas schools. You get the idea. Yeah. North Texas and SMU supposedly have played in what they called the Safeway Bowl because the SMU coach one day, or North Texas coach one day had said that we'll just play in the middle of the Safeway parking lot because that's how, like, who cares? You know, that's that type of game. Oh, okay. You've got the TCU-Texas game that doesn't have a rivalry name. You have the Texas Tech-Texas, which is they play for the Governor's Spurs or Chancellor Spurs, something like that. Well, the SMU Mustangs, and the TCU Froggies, the Horned Frogs, play in what's called the Battle for the Iron Skillet. All right, and I'm not making this up. This is a legitimate name. Oh, this goodness. is what they brand it as. And the whole story goes that they were, as he must have, cooking up some frogs or some, or some sort of, I don't know, on, on the skillet. And TCU saw this long ago and wanted the skillet back. And long story short, they've been playing for this, this said skillet ever since. This year is the first in many, many, many decades that the teams are undefeated going into the rivalry game. Uh, the TCU doesn't look stoppable, and neither does SMU. Uh, Shane Bouchelle, who's the former Texas quarterback, is now leading the offense at the, for the Mustangs. We're going to get a shootout. SMU could say it looks like it's going to look like a Big 12 team. I've got the Mustangs losing to the TCU Horde Frogs, 49-45. to 45. Hunter, Ooh. what about you? You have a closer game. Um, you know, SMU starting off real good, um, but I think TCU and the Big 12 is another level that SMU cannot handle. Um, I, I'm liking this TCU team so far, so I'm going to have it a little bit bigger than that. I'm going to have it 42-17. to 17. Okay. And you said TCU then? Yes, sir. All right, that's a big win then for TCU. All right, and that game is at 2.30 on FS1. TCU is a nine-point favorite. So you would be taking the TCU Frogs outright, which would not surprise me. Well, in a game most of the 
South probably won't be able to watch because we don't get Big 12, uh, Pac-12 Network. The Colorado Buffaloes take on the 24th-ranked Arizona State Sun Devils in Tempe, Arizona. And you know what, Hunter? Sometimes you just have to have faith when it comes to an upset. Okay, <laughs> I picked the Buffaloes a few weeks ago. Ooh. And they were down 17 to nothing late in the first half against Nebraska. They came back and won what? in overtime. That was an impressive okay. victory. Last week, they struggled against a pretty decent Air Force team. Arizona State had some help from Michigan State's incompetence of not knowing that you only are allowed to put 11 men on the field, not 12. Um, this game's going to be a fun one, but ultimately, my gut is telling me to take Colorado yet again. I'm rolling with the Buffaloes the second time this season to give the Sun Devils their first loss. I've got the Buffaloes 31, Sun Devils 27 in overtime. Ooh. Ooh. Hunter, who Very impressive. Um, I'm going to have Arizona State in this one just because it's in Arizona State. Um, they have a good team. I, um, I like Colorado. Um, I have friends uh, who both go to Colorado and Arizona State. Um, but it's definitely not easy to win in Sun Devil Stadium. Uh, I'm going to have it a low-scoring game, though. Uh, so I'm going to have Arizona State winning 20 to 10. Ooh, okay. Arizona State's a seven and a half point favorite. So, uh, yeah, it could be close. It could be big. We'll see. All right, moving to the game of the week, and no doubter of the game of the week, Notre Dame and Georgia. We talked about it earlier. You kind of already previewed this one. We're going to go to you first, Hunter. Okay. What do you got? Um. I think it's going to be a close game. Like I said before, Notre Dame's going to give Georgia a run for their money. Um, but at the end of the day, I think Georgia's going to be too much for Notre Dame. Uh, I'm going to have this one 30 to 25. All right. Very similar to what I have. Uh, the last time these two teams met, uh, it was in South Bend, and Bull the Georgia Bulldogs came out with a 20 to 19 win. Uh, and it changed the playoff outlook that year. Believe it or not, I feel like I'm repeating myself because that's what's happening this year. It's going to be a very similar impact in the, on the college football playoff. Athens is going to be rocking. It's prime time. Saturday Night Lights in the South. What more can you ask for? Game day's there. You know, everything is just perfect for, for an upset, right? Wrong. Yes. <laughs> I've got the, uh, it's going to be a fourth quarter comeback. It's going to bring back similar vibes to that Clemson-Notre Dame game in which Dabo said, bring your own guts, where Notre Dame almost came back and won. But this time, again, they fall on the short end of the stick, and I've got the Georgia Bulldogs by one, 31-30. Mind you, Georgia is a 14-point favorite in this game. So it's going to be closer than the experts think, closer than Vegas thinks, and I believe it will be closer than than most people think. One point is pretty close. <laughs> or the closest <laughs> you can get in, in college football. All right, Friday Night Lights. We've got a game going on right before, right as this game, or this uh, episode gets on to YouTube, it's probably going to be right as it starts, but the Utah Utes, number 10th in the nation, take on the USC Trojans in Southern California, in LA, in the Coliseum. Friday Night Lights in the Pac-12. It just means there's a potential for an upset, right? A top 10 team to lose. But who are we kidding? The Utes look like the, literally the best team in the Pac-12. I would oh, say yeah. better than 
Washington State. They look so dominant. They look so clean. They look good. Uh, put it this way. They're going to win. And not only are they going to win, they're going to bring college game day to Utah yet again. Mm-hmm. It's the only top 10 match. It's going to be the only ranked matchup of the, of, the, uh, of the week next week. I've got the Utah Utes winning this one big. And I mean big. Utah 40. USC 13. Wow. Goodness. Um, I have to agree with you on this one as much as I, I, I grew up loving USC, but this mm. Utah, <laughs> this Utah team looks incredible. And I will take Tyra Huntley any day over Slovis. You, you got Huntley with a 77.8 completion percentage, which is highly impressive. He can run the ball, and you got Zach Moss in that backfield going 57th to 30, 30, 373. I have the Utah Utes big in, uh, winning big two, 52 to 17. Ooh, man, it's going to be a rough night to be a USC Trojan, that's for sure. That game is, uh, is today, tonight at 8 p.m. on FS1. Utah is a four-point favorite. I cannot believe Vegas believes it's going to be that close. Maybe they see something that we don't, but Slovis, last time I checked, he's still a freshman. Wouldn't have freshman quarterbacks ever done well at USC. I'm sorry. Never. <laughs> Maybe there's been some. Never. He may have had Kurt Warner as his uh, as his uh, guy that he's trained with. Kurt Warner's not going to provide any good luck today. I right. ain't going to save him. So, De- so uh, I always called you Desmond Hunter. I'm so sorry. All right, <laughs> Hunter. I did it second time. All right, Hunter. Did you see the game last week within uh, Chestnut Hill in Massachusetts in Boston? I don't think I did. I'm pretty sure I did. Between between Boston College and Kansas? I did not. No, that's probably because you you were like uh, 60% of the country and you don't have ACC network. And uh, yes, if you're and if you're like me, you kind of have to go to Reddit and you have to find you know a, a subreddit and find a link to watch it privately and watch it with a lot of ads and randomness, you know. So you don't want to go through that trouble. Well, I looked at the highlights. I'll be honest. Kansas looked dominant. Kansas looked good. If you're if your first win on the road in 48 games is over Boston College, or this is over a Power 5 uh, opponent, is Boston College? Yeesh. I'm sorry, Boston College, but I don't know what you're supposed to do this week. I don't I, <laughs> I don't even know if you're going to be able to beat Rutgers this week. All right, let's be honest. Anyway, uh, Kansas goes back home. They take on West Virginia and the Mountaineers. This is the biggest win that Kansas has had since they beat Texas a few years ago. Uh, Basically their biggest road win ever. Um, But, and you know what they call Les Miles, right? They call him the Mad Hatter. He's got these Jayhawks rolling. West Virginia is a four and a half point favorite. Who are we kidding? This is going to be an on-brand Big 12 shootout, and uh, nobody's going to be able to watch it because it's on ESPN Plus, unless you've got ESPN Plus. And if you do, hit hit Desmond and I up on the fifth quarter here. We'd love to uh, <laughs> we'd love to get some ESPN Plus action in here. I've got the Kansas Jayhawks shocking the world, but not really shocking the world because it's West Virginia. So just winning a, a Big 12 game, I got them winning 49 to 42. What about you, Hunter? Okay, I'm going to have it more of a low-scoring game, um, but I'm going to have West Virginia this uh, winning this one just because I see Ooh. that Coastal Carolina I see that Coastal Carolina uh, loss on the Kansas Jayhawks record. I'm not really liking that. 
Um, obviously, they have Les Miles, who's a better coach, but I think you got to give him a couple years. So I got West Virginia winning this one 20-7. So, yeah. Yeesh, you're not really being confident in these Jayhawks. You obviously did not watch the 48-24 to win in which, in which Kansas no. shut out Boston College the entire second half. So they did just food. Just food for thought there. You know, they were up 20. They, they scored 20 points in the second half. Kansas, that is. Uh, you know, we'll just move on to the final matchup. But just keep that in your thoughts and see if, okay. see if, if, you, uh, <laughs> if you say otherwise. <laughs> All right. The final game that we're going to pick this week is, for some reason, some random reason, it's the ABC primetime Saturday night football game, again in Austin, as the 12th-ranked Longhorns play host to the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Longhorns are back at home in primetime, trying to defend their turf again on ABC. The cow- the Cowboys of House Stillwater. Sounds so glorious, right? They come pleading <laughs> tasteless victory after last year's win in which the Horns, they were sore losers, and they got that, you know, scuffle at the end of the game. And, uh, you know, really didn't want to accept defeat. But you know what? Who cares? Let's put all the puns and random, uh, uh, you know, randomness aside. It hates me to say this. I got to take the Longhorns uh, just because I don't have confidence in the Cowboys pulling off an upset. So give me the Longhorns, 45 to 35. Okay. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's closer and if Oklahoma State even does win, but I just don't have confidence right now. What about you? I completely agree with you. I think. Texas has uh, definitely improved from last season. Uh, it hurts to say that. Um, Oklahoma State has not improved from last season. Um, I'm going to have Texas winning this one 42 to 28. Okay. Yeah, and they're not back yet. They just they just are going to win, all right? We're just going to say that. We'll leave it at that. All right, we're going to get through these last two segments fairly quickly here. We're coming up on the 45-minute mark, and you know what that means. It means we need to pull it, pull it pause. So, uh in a new segment this year, we have the Scary Good Game. This is a game that has a line of two and a half or three points or lower, and it is a game that usually uh, might be surprising, might not. This week's it's 23, the 23rd ranked California Golden Bears traveling to Oxford, Mississippi, in the Grove to face off against the Ole Miss Rebels. This is basically a pick'em game because in college you give them a three-point, you give the home team a two-point favorite or two, yeah, two points. So this is basically a pick'em. The Golden Bears, again, are 3-0 for the third straight year. Ole Miss hasn't let that game against Memphis define their season. They're 2-1. I think it will be close early, but Cal will reach out, and they'll they'll keep playing in the second half. They'll be the better team. Not only do they cover, but they win outright. I've got Cal by 10, so give me Cal outright. What about you, Hunter? You get to choose either Cal outright, Ole Miss covers, Cal covers, or Ole Miss outright. I'm going to say Cal covers. Um, okay. I think it'll I think it'll be close, but um, just because it's a no-miss. Um, but I, I like Cal on this one. I think they're right. an improved team. And shout-out to my man Jared Stopp, who goes to Cal on the football team. So hoping for a win. All right, all right. Well, I'm not going to make you pick a small school because uh, – you're repping. You're in. You're in Desmond's place. So you're repping Houston. So you had to see Tulane beat Houston badly that yesterday. But you know what? Yes. 
it is what it is. They're one and three. They're going to make a comeback, right? Or one and one and three. Yeah, one and three. They'll make a comeback. As for me, if you tuned in last week, you know that I had entered the transfer portal for fans and uh, was taking my allegiance elsewhere away from North Texas because uh, North Texas just did not impress me. They just, you know, uh, so I had to jump that all, jump off that wagon, bandwagon, and I have officially made my decision. All right. All right. Let's pretend there's three hats, right? I am going to take my fan talents. Two. Drum roll, please. To the Wyoming Cowboys from the Mountain Ooh. West. The Wyoming Cowboys, they, they just topped the rest over Georgia State and uh, Hawaii. Of course, Hawaii got thwomped. I don't know if I can count on them. And Georgia State, they just look bad. After those first two wins that they got, they just forget it. So <laughs> Wyoming was the only team that stayed undefeated. So give me the Wyoming Cowboys. They take on Tulsa this week. They're a three-point underdog. But you know what that means? That means you gotta you got to just climb from the dead, and you got to win. They have wins over Missouri, Texas State, and Idaho. Those last two aren't really that impressive, but the Missouri game is still impressive. So, uh, give me, give me, uh, bleh, give me Wyoming. I'll go get a shirt. I'll go rep. I'll go rep the Wyoming Cowboys. Cowboys. So, <laughs> so just as Jordan, uh, as a, as whatever this guy is, Ramsey from uh, the, the the Cowboy guy, giddy up, giddy on up, out of my way. Whatever he sings in Old Town Road. <laughs> gonna giddy up if you ain't gonna giddy um so giddy up out of my way or something this is how uncultured <laughs> i am i'll be honest don't worry if about jasmine, it <laughs> if jasmine was here he'd help me fix that but you know uh, he's with not that here <laughs> if he's not he'll be back next week and i forgot to mention as we come to a close here we will have a, our very first ever legitimate guest I'm not calling that our friends and our are not legitimate guests but we will have the very and all a uh, very talented sports writer uh, espn's sports writer uh, sam con jr who writes for the state of texas on texas rice a&m houston all the college teams he will be with us picking games and we'll have that on episode number 25 total big time like it yeah, big time, big time. So Desmond will be back with us. Desmond will be back with us next week, and we will we bid adieu to this episode of the fifth quarter. So signing off from just a few minutes down the road in College Station, he's Hunter Prabhu. Thank you very much for filling in for Desmond. Thank you. I'll see you at the game. Yeah, uh, and I am George Koff saying so long from College Station. You've been listening to the fifth quarter podcast. Take care and. I'll do this for Desmond's regards. As always, Giga Maggies and Rackham Tech. Yes. So long. <laughs>